our break and we actually have some new sponsors and they are the ones that are making it possible for us to be back for this second part of our show. So our new sponsors are Five Marketing and Keep It Sarah Simple. You want to kind of elaborate on what they do for us, Baron? Well, these are both really good friends of mine from a marketing group that are a networking group that I'm part of. Um, Mike Peterson is the co-owner of Five Marketing. Okay. And he actually, free of charge, looked at my website that I had before, made some recommendations on how to reach customers better. And so anyone who goes to kicking-cancer.org, you'll see his ideas in action. So he is a website designer, consultant. Uh, He does a lot of storyboarding. So he's really, really good at what he does. Okay. Um, Sarah is a a registered dietitian. Oh. She's a personal coach. And so it's called Keep It Sarah Simple. Yeah. And she just makes your health journey simpler. Uh, One example is I was just really just feeling bloated on a regular basis, right? Mm -hmm. And so I sat down with her. We got to talking. And she recommended that I increase my magnesium. Okay. So she understands diet really, really well. Okay. Awesome. And the good thing is, is that now that our listeners are national because of our podcast, yes, both of these people have clients outside of Oregon. Okay. That's so if awesome. you're listening to our podcast in Denver, Colorado, or Spokane, Washington, which I know we do have listeners in those two areas, <laughs> and you need their services, they're available for you. Okay. That's awesome. Hey, I just want to give a huge shout out also um, to our listeners. Uh, you guys are absolutely amazing. We are doing this uh, for you guys and because of you guys. So uh, huge thank you to you. Uh, we really appreciate it. We get a lot of feedback, uh, emails, phone calls, um, and also a few letters. So thank you guys. Uh, In fact, really the second half of this show is because of the listeners. Yes. They actually uh, asked us to do more. They said this just isn't enough time. We want to hear more. Yeah, we I, we got a message from somebody a few weeks ago. We had talking about Dave Wentz's story, if you remember, and, and it was just... There was so much to his story that I told you I was going to have to pick it up next week. That's right. And the message I got was, fine, leave us with a cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) But it's nice we have a little bit more time to share some of these stories and some of these shocking facts. Yeah. And if you guys want to become a sponsor, uh, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. Um, We would be more than happy to put you on that list and get you more information. Uh, You can reach out to me directly or Baron. What's your email address, It's It's E-X-E-C. D-I-R, so it's executive director abbreviated, at kicking-cancer.org. Awesome. All right. Perfect. So I mentioned something to you last time that kind of left you stumped for a second. As usual. <laughs> I do that quite often, <laughs> don't I? Uh, it was the phrase that they used in the book. They, so they called it financial toxicity, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting phrase. But it was something you said, too, that... Cancer drugs are the number two category for drugs. Heart drugs are number one. Right. But you said overall cost because I said that for most patients, it involves office visit, blood tests, CT and PET scans, surgical procedures, radiation, chemotherapy. We add all of that up. The list goes on. And that's got to be the number one cost. Yeah, there's no, there's so much more to cancer than just the prescription drugs. Yeah, unfortunately, that's actually probably just a small portion compared to. A, I mean, it, it's not a small portion. I take that back. It's a huge portion, but so are is everything else. Everything else. Um. So yeah, it's it's a big deal. In it, fact, it is. Uh, it says in this book here that in 2012, 11 of the 12 cancer drugs approved by the FDA that year. So in the year 2012, 11 of the 12 drugs approved 
cost over $100,000 a year. Wow. That's insane. That's... <laughs> like, who can afford $100,000 a Especially year? Especially somebody that's fighting for their life. Yeah. So they're probably not feeling well. Their work's probably not super... They're probably... That's... You, that's such a huge extra burden yeah. to put on somebody, $100,000 a year. Yeah. So one, and I got to give a huge, I, I would love to meet anyone from this place. It's called the Sloan Kettering, which is somebody. It's the okay. Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. And they took a stand and they refused to prescribe this colon cancer drug called Zoltrap which was going to cost $11,000 a month. And they said, no, wow. no, we're, we're not going to do it. That's, that's too not, much. That's just, that's not realistic. Right. So instead, they gave another drug called uh, Avilston, I think is how you say it. But anyway, it cost $5,000 a month, which is still a lot, but yeah. it's half the price of the other one. That's a, a huge help. <laughs> right. So by them taking a stand, the manufacturers of Zaltrap actually dropped the price. Okay. And, and, and you and that's I talked awesome. about That's awesome. Right? That's, ama- that's great. That they actually, because they took a stand. They made a difference. They made a difference. They got a response. They stood up for what they thought was right, and they got a response, a positive one at that. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Good and, for and, them. And so I, I like what Chris Work says in his book. He says, these conscientious doctors deserve kudos for staying up to big pharma. Mm-hmm. They do. Somebody has got to say enough's enough. That's too much money. Yeah. And and have have the fortitude to stand up and say no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Now does that money does that does that prescription drug also make them money the 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 hospital or doctor? Oh, that is another show, Amanda. <laughs> that is a whole another show. But I think it does. So with them taking that stand, they also stood for what was right and didn't accept There they, are there are kickbacks. Right. And, and so, that's a whole other show. <laughs> but yeah, if if I'm if I'm a um, medical center and I'm going to get a portion of that coming back, and I'm going, this is too much for our patients. I know that the center is going to get less money, but at the same time, it's not right. So that just shows where their morals are even more. Yeah, and so like he awesome. said, conscientious doctors deserve kudos. Yeah, yeah. Good I had them. for those that were able to attend our workshop the first part of June. We really had the privilege of having Dr. Bud Pierce here in town speak for us. And one of the questions that came up at the end was what he thought the bigger problem was. Mm -hmm. And here he works for Salem Hospital with organ oncology, pharmaceutical drugs. He said the problem is so much higher than even that. Right. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, we better save some of this information for our next episode. Well, I, you did open a new, I know, new, a whole I'm new topic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> it is always good to have something for next week. It is. It so, is. But I thought we could have a really fun discussion about something that happened four years ago. Okay. So Brenda came up in the summer of 2018, and yep. we formed what was then called the Help Team Brenda Foundation. Yes. Which has now called Kicking Cancer. Right. She flew home. Then she flew back again in August, and we did that first Spartan race. Mm-hmm. Well, while she was here in July, we took a picture down at Bush Park, and a bunch of people showed up, and that picture made its way up to a radio station in Portland. Okay. And I left you a copy of the radio show. You did. That we list. So what was what was your impressions of oh. that radio show? Oh, I you have notes. Hold on one you second. You have notes. Let me do a Terry. <laughs> right. There you go. Get some sound effects in there. <laughs> Okay, so 
Um, with you saying, okay, so where do I begin? <laughs> well, is, one of the things that I thought was really funny was I had emailed this station, mm-hmm. and the guy finally got back to me. And I want to tell you just really one really funny story. Okay. Back then, I have a smartphone now. Back then, I just had one of those brick flip phones yep. that I actually figured out how to do some video clips on. Okay. So we were trying to promote an upcoming event with these video clips. Right. I couldn't find the station, so I called them, and I said, how do I get there? And they said, well, just GPS us. I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you this. I don't have a smartphone, and I can't GPS. So they guided me in. Okay. And while I was waiting for Gary, the guy who was going inter- to interview me, I'm showing the receptionist this video of this guy doing these amazing things with my flip phone. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm not sure what I'm more impressed with. What he's doing, or the fact you actually got a video on that phone. <laughs> it was funny. You're like, I'll take kudos for both. <laughs> right. But then I went in and uh, had this great visit. Brenda called in on the radio, actually, with you and I. Uh, and we had talked about how this all formed. And he called us the dynamic duo. Okay. I like that. Which is um, kind you of funny. Are. You know, it was funny back then, but... She's in Arizona. I'm here. We're working this thing together really by ourselves for like a year until people started to understand what I was trying to say. So the phrase dynamic duo has proved out to be an interesting phrase. Absolutely. But there was a few things from this interview that caught your attention. Yeah. So actually talking about all of our shocking facts with um, how much prescription drugs cost for cancer and whatnot, um, Brenda, she takes a, a large amount of medication, but with that said, it's a lot of daily vitamins and not necessarily prescribed medications. And she's got that cost down way a lot compared to, I mean, just that one medication was $5,000 a month. She's taking all these other pills that actually help build her immune system for about 500. Granted that was 2018. So I'm not sure where it stands now, but I can only imagine it still is in comparison. But still $500 a month for, There were supplements. Yes, exactly. So it's all things that positively benefit her body. And the point I was trying to make back then was if I could raise some money to help Brenda out, $500 a month in supplements is not covered by insurance. Right, right. But it's not even a fraction compared to what they would cost if she didn't have those medications versus Which is covered by insurance. (laughs) Which is insane. And a whole other show. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Um, Another thing is that she said, I'm going to quote her. She said, "Uh, I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't want it to be my fault. Did that that shock you when she said that? Um, And she said it with such confidence that it was just like, whoa. Okay, so she she's not afraid of dying. So cancer's not necessarily, it didn't scare her. It encouraged her to fight. It encouraged her to fight the right way so that it, it, wasn't on, it wasn't her fault. She did everything she could to make sure she was right with herself. Yeah. And so that was really cool. Um, let's see, another one. In um, fact, while, 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 you're, while you're looking there, when, when the guy was interviewing us and he asked Brenda why she did the Spartan race... Because a Spartan's not easy. It's not easy. And and she said, because I can. Yes. Because I, cancer didn't kill me and neither did the Spartan race. Yes, I said, because I, I made notes as I was listening. And <laughs> I put, I loved how strong Brenda was about how I can and I will and how uplifted she was. And especially seeing all of these people rally around that didn't even know her. These people that joined the Spartan race with you guys, they just wanted to do it 
to just stand behind her and rally around her. And it was just, that's so inspiring um, and uplifting to her as well as, as me. And I would imagine many others because it just shows that it's, you've got a heart and compassion and you can do this. I stand yeah. behind you. It gives you more power and encouragement. And so that was really cool. That was a lot of people that rallied behind you guys. The, the next spring, four of us went to Seattle in really bright, I'll wear it next week, really bright pink shirts that said burpees for Brenda on it. Oh, okay. Because Brenda couldn't be with us. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Right? So yep. Brenda couldn't come. That We went up there with her. We said burpees for Brenda because if you don't do an obstacle, you do a burpee. And the guy saw us and he says, you guys are obviously a team. And I said, we're doing this for my sister who can't be here. And the whole crowd cheered her. Oh, that's awesome. So speaking of burpees, because you can't do an obstacle, on that interview, you said that Brenda attempted all of those obstacles, which is huge. And she's not a very big woman. She's really tiny. And so, but you didn't. (laughs) You caught that. (laughs) Darn it, you caught that. (laughs) You did not attempt them all. You did not do, what was it, the rope wall? Nope. And so you had to do burpees. So I... Huge kudos to you, Brenda. You outdid your brother while <laughs> she, fighting cancer. Yeah, she did outdo me. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll admit that one. <laughs> Good job, sis. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, and then, uh, then that's when Team Brenda Foundation began, and you guys started helping. You guys wanted to start helping others, not just Brenda. And so that's when you guys kind of introduced the Love and Run. Which, speaking of the Love and Run, we did our first one back then. But we would like to encourage all the listeners to join us this year. Yes. So this year's Love and Run is in the parade. Okay. What parade? The Kaiser Fest Parade on August 13th. So so if you go to kicking-cancer.org under events, you'll see how you can sign up. And then you get to wear whatever color you want, whatever means something to you. Right. And we're just going to have this big group walk in the parade. Okay, and you can register on your website, so yep. not you can get all the information and register right then and there. Right then and there. Okay, that's awesome, and that's August thirteenth. Just the around the corner. Fest parade. That's and exciting. on the back of the shirts are our sponsors, and your logo, KSLM's on the back of the shirts. Yes, and we'll be there also in the parade, and I'll be going live as well, so maybe yes. I can snag you up. Oh, that could happen once. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else caught your attention? Um, let's see. This was the big one. This was the really big one for me. And it was that cancer um, is, Brenda said that she referred to it as cancer is the disease of love. I can't tell you how many times I stopped and rewound that one and re-listened to it. Um, She said that somebody had once told her that and it actually shocked her. And she was like, I thought back to when my mother-in-law had bladder cancer and how that was anything but uh, the disease of love. It It took her from us. And then she started thinking... Well, actually, when you get little people have short amount of time of getting diagnosed to losing their life. So normally there's at least a few months there. And she said, I thought back to how actually me and my mother-in-law, we sat there and shared stories and had really good times and just spent that quality time together and made those memories. And that, yes, it was the disease of love. That. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that um, because I do see where she's coming from, 100%. She said that um, one of her friends, uh, you know, 
it's hard to put into words, sorry here, um, how she has a friend that died in a car accident and they died very sudden right away. So the family didn't get a chance to say goodbye or, you know, um, share those last moments and, and make those extra memories that they wanted to, um, which is heartbreaking. So I was kind of debating on which one I would want. Would I want to know? Would I want to know, hey, in three months or in six months, this is how long you have? Or would I, would I want to go right away? And it's kind of a double-sided sword. It's a very double-edged sword. Um, that's a tough one. I still don't have an answer. Yeah. Do you? No. But it was interesting to hear Brenda's perspective yeah, on that. Yeah, no, it was uh, how at first you're like, no, it's not. But yeah, it is because you get to do all of those things. You, you make that time count. You make it matter. Mm-hmm. You make the most of it. You do the things that you wish you would have done or said you were going to do that you really honestly never get around to. And it kind of made me think like, you know, I, I don't have an end date right now, but I should probably take advantage of the things that I want to do and, and, and make those memories. I, I don't want to have a disease to make it a, a love. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah I know where you're headed because we've had several speakers over the last four years. Mm-hmm. When I started doing this, I just wanted to find people that would share their opinions, right? And so we've gotten some amazing speakers. And one of them made an interesting statement that you either take time for your health now mm-hmm. or you're forced to take time for your illness later. Yes. And you, if you take time for your health, sometimes you go along going, I'm spending this money to get healthy and, and, and I feel fine. You never know how many diseases you didn't get. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and so part of our message, even though our message is kind of geared towards cancer, our board of directors has said, if people listen to what we're talking about, you're going to see heart disease go down. You're going to see yeah. Alzheimer's go down because there's a direct relationship between Alzheimer's and sugar, right? Okay. You're going to see a lot of diseases drop because of health issues. Yeah. And so either take time now... For your health, or you're going to be forced to take time later yeah. for your illness. Um, an example, a small silly one, is that I've told my husband, "Hey, we got to start. We got to start exercising daily. Like I know we get little things in, and you, you know, you exercise when you work, but we got to keep the, the the blood moving and the oil in our system moving. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, so we actually do. Since I've started doing this show with you, and we've kind of dived into all of that we take daily walks now with our dogs we get out and and it 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 makes us feel better in more ways than just health wise but um mentally emotionally and physically it's it helps in all of those ways yep a small simple evening walk Yep. It's amazing what a little thing can do for your health in so many different ways. So I'll bring an article next week that's going to touch on what you just talked about because there's actually studies about what you just talked about. Really? Yeah, I'll bring that next week. Okay. Not quite as shocking, but interesting to follow up with you. Okay, all right. So there is, and I know we're getting close on time, but there's a story I want to read to you that came because of that interview. Okay. Okay? So we did that interview in August, and about 10 days later, I get it. A, a mail and I open it up. There's a thousand dollar check oh. written to Brenda mm-hmm. to say her story on the radio inspired them, and it came from Arizona. Oh, where she now resides. Where she resides. <laughs> yeah. So, so Brenda, Brenda, and this person lived in neighboring cities, right? Mm-hmm. And so the lady sent me her father's story. Okay. So we decided back then to create legacies. And so the first legacy was Robert Lucas. 
and every year we have a different person right. that we honor. The shirt I'm wearing now actually has this year's. Okay. So it's Mary Nelson. Yeah. Right? But what's interesting about Robert Lucas's story is that he died in 1978. Oh, okay. So this lady was touched enough by Brenda's story wow. and how it relates to her own father. Yeah. So her dad uh, was an aircraft mechanic for Douglas Aircraft in the early 1960s. So quite a ways yeah. back, right? Um, he was actually involved in the team that created the umbilical cord that was used in the early spacewalks. Okay. So quite a ways back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Um, but he w- uh, he was on the Apollo space program, both the tragic Apollo 1 and the first lunar landing. He was on those project wow. teams. That's so that's kind pretty. of impressive, right? <laughs> Not kind of. That's extremely impressive. So, so her dad was on the project teams that did these things. Okay. But in 1976, he started having these really bad headaches. And he would forget stuff. He would lose his balance at work. And he went to the doctor, and he comes home and found that he had he, – it was operable, but he had a brain tumor. Oh. He had what's called geoblastoma, which is just another name for a brain tumor. Right. But the tumor was the size of a grapefruit. Wow. Which is That's, that's big, big. Big. Right? Yeah. So they did radiation. He had hair loss, his appetite. He lost feeling in his face. When they finished radiation treatments, he started enjoying walks again. He started doing the stuff he liked, like deep-sea fishing trips. But 17 months later, it came back, and the headaches came back with a vengeance. And so the lady writes, and I want to read her words here. It says, the morphine was able to keep him from becoming violent. The cancer started to spread to his neck, and he was unable to turn his head. He didn't know mom or me, but he recognized my 7-year-old daughter, Lisa, whom he adored. And she adored him. We were with him daily at the hospital. On November the 7th, 1978, he was unconscious, and the doctor said, go home and get some rest for a little while. When we got home, the phone rang, and he had passed away. So on the drive home, he had passed away. So again, the disease of love, right? <laughs> they, they had been with him for days. Yeah. And he's unconscious. So you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Right. And the doctor said, going to get some rest. But in the drive home, he died. Yeah. So he died at age 53. Okay. I'm 58. That could put things in perspective for me really fast. Very. Uh, she did go on to say, when his casket came down the aisle and was placed at the altar, people told us a beam of light came into the church and straight to the casket. Wow. Which is kind of cool. That is really cool. Really cool. Kind of a good, uh, a good feeling yeah. for them. I'm so sure. she says the cure, the cure rate for geoblastoma is the same as now as it was in 78. We haven't made a whole lot of progress. Right. Ted Kennedy and John McCain both died from this exact same brain cancer. Oh, okay. But the last thing that was kind of touching from this letter, she says, many thanks to Baron Robison for including my father. Oh. Because even though that story's he passed a while ago it's it still matters it still counts and it's yeah so still powerful so she heard what we were talking about on the radio yeah and it meant enough to her to write his whole story down and mail it to me with a check to brenda because back then it was the help to brenda foundation right. right but i realized from this letter 
that what we were doing was actually making a difference. And we did tell more stories. Yeah. So I will write this lady a letter and say, listen to the radio show. Yeah. We told on the radio. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So and that's how you guys kind of changed the name. Uh, you, you, instead of it being the Team Brenda Foundation, you made it Kicking Cancer. We formed a nonprofit at the end of 2018. And that first board very wisely said, I know it's your sister, I get it, but tear the Band-Aid off, we've got to rebrand. And so we, we rebranded that first year of Cancer and it's made the world difference with the new name. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it helps other people as well. Yeah. I love it. Bigger, bigger yeah. cause that way. So, yeah. Definitely good. making a difference to say the very, very least. Yeah. And I love that we get to talk about it now and, and the shocking information and we can help people uh, to prevent from getting cancer. That's with the goal. All of this information and just live a better, healthier life. Yeah. Um, I think it makes a huge difference just with the little things that I've changed from learning about the things that you've taught me on our show. Um, I feel a little bit better about myself and working on my self care and where I stand with all of that. Good. So, Good. Well, we are about out of time, so I want to give a quick shout out to Five Marketing and Keep It Sarah Simple. And we'll be back next Saturday as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.